I felt like 19 <laughs> tracks, 19 songs, sorry, 22 tracks, but 19 songs with three skits. I think that's the perfect explanation of my wedding day. Like that's it. That's how it feels. And also that it is, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the music on it is based off of the reception, off of like the music that was played at it. Mm -hmm. And then, and when you're at your wedding, like, it's a lot of different kinds of music that are playing. They right. had a lot yeah. of different songs, you know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people love the album because it has something for everybody on it, and it's so true. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not often that you get an album that's going to really fully show you who's making it. You'll get albums that feel good or sound good or or work well in terms of, like, I don't know what an album is supposed to be fundamentally, but, like, when you get something new and it's something from somebody that you know but you don't know everything about and it reveals more to you, that's when people, like, they can really connect to something. And I feel like the overall album was supposed to be about black love. Black love. Black love. Black love. Welcome in to another family-friendly edition of The Litmus Test. <laughs> I am your host... Uh, G. Smith with my co-host as always, King Dave. What's happening? What up, bro? What up, what up? And this week, we got a special guest. Um, he's been on the podcast before. You all know him. You might recognize his voice. His, his opinions are controversial. Uh, Reggie Hammond from Chicago. What's, What's up, on? baby? What's going on, man? What's going on? Chance the Rapper's The Big Day. Um, this this nice. album is 22 songs. I made a note prior to our deep dive into this. This album was dedicated to his new wife and childhood sweetheart, Kirsten Corley. And his brother, Taylor Bennett, has a number of production credits on this album and a feature on the song Rue. So this should be interesting. Uh, track one, All Day Long, featuring yep. John Legend. Um, this was produced by seven people, including Chance. And I'm gonna tell you how many people produced on the on the song as we go through because there's a song with ten people produced on it. So or have have a producer production credit. Yes. I'm I'm not going name by name. That's all you're getting from me. It's just the intro. Uh, it's got John Legend on the hook. It's a song. Yes. Is it dope? Meh. No. Um, I felt like I felt like John Legend was underutilized. The beat wasn't flashy, wasn't memorable. The only thing I do remember about the, the track is John Legend. So I'm gonna swing it to you, Dave, first. Did anything stand out to you? See, I felt like I felt like Legend was a bad choice for the song because he kind of he took it over. And any, uh, I'm not mistaken, a chance only had maybe a verse. Legend, Legend kind of holds notes and stuff. Like he took the track over. Mm -hmm. And then it's, yeah, I didn't like the beat. It, 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 they didn't blend together. Chance and, and Legend, it, it didn't mesh. I think it would have been better if it was a John Legend song. I agree with you 100%. Right. Yeah. Re Reggie, let's go to our special guest. Reggie, uh, can you redeem Chance's choice on All Day Long? Um, no. Um, <laughs> I, was, I agree with Dave. Um, I think uh, John Legend uh, took over the track. Um I don't know, like I was I was anticipating more of uh maybe like Rick Ross usage of John Legend and I mm. didn't get that. So, um yeah, it just it felt like a waste a waste of John Legend. Honestly, I can't even argue with that. Track two. Do you remember featuring Death Cab for Cube? 
This was produced by six people. I'm gonna go to you first on this already. Do you remember anything about this song? I remember him saying something about the damn Ryan. Uh, that was probably about the only thing I remember. Um, <laughs> it, it was, I was lost on this one. Um, I didn't really know what he was going for. I, I mean, I, I actually get the production mm-hmm. process of everything. Like, I think he trying to, I don't know, like almost like be like an orchestra in terms of like developing the stuff, but or a conductor. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like he'd be missing it sometimes. Yeah, it felt. Yeah. I, I, I've noted that I'll give him credit for the Death Cab for Cutie choice. He took a chance with that one. But I also noted that this mess was so simple, it felt like nursery rhyming. And I just wasn't impressed. This another disappointing track, man. And with two tracks in. Uh, and we got 22 to go. I mean, I'm sorry, 20 to go. Uh, Dave, we'll go to you, man. Do you remember anything good from this? Um. I thought it was decent. It, it was just too slow for my taste. I thought uh, Death Cab for Cutie was an interesting choice. Wasn't my favorite, but I wouldn't call it trash. Okay, okay, that's fair. Well, let, let's see if this one was your, was your speed. Track three, Eternal, featuring Smino? Simon, S-M-I-N-O. What a, produced by eight people. Um, I have noted, is this, is this, there's a question mark on the end. Is this the side person anthem? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if you if you can help me out with this one, Dave, I, I'd appreciate it. What stood out to you about Eternal? Uh, you're gonna get no help from me, brother. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like the feature. I never heard Dude before, but um, I felt like him and Chance they vibed off each other well. That being said, like I again, it was the speed of the song. Like I, I can't vibe with it. Like I I struggled vibing with the song, and I've listened to the album multiple times. I don't know if it's tempo or what. Again, like I didn't, I felt like the, the feature was decent, but the track didn't grab me. I noted that it sounded like a Stepper song. Like, yeah, it was I like his R. Kelly that. influence. Like, he might not have been in a studio, but he might have told him, hey man, throw that little bop right there. Like, it was just, and I, I just wasn't feeling this mess at all. Um, he's, <laughs> this is kind of bad. He's downing cheating in an effort to promote his marriage. I, I don't know. Reggie, um,. <laughs> <laughs> what's what stood out to you about Eternal, man? Man, uh, and thinking about this, I thought the same thing. Like it had like a stepper's pop to it. I don't know. I felt like he was making this for like maybe his parents or something, or like a dope. I don't know. Like it just, I was confused on it. Like I, I, I mean, he had a loss for words. <laughs> yeah, it was frustrating, man. Because I, I, I don't know. I, maybe he was just going through something when he made this track. Maybe you know, like his girl was thinking about, or she was talking to somebody else, and he was just like went to the booth for some frustration. So it's all the side nigga references, but I don't know. I just I ain't like. It. I mean, outside of the dude, you know, him and him and the other guy working well together. Yeah, that was pretty much all I got from. I don't know who this song was for. I I think it was for marriages like he's pushing and promoting marriage like it's he's downing side chicks and side dudes for marriages main chicks main dudes it's kind of soft and the title eternal bleh track four hot shower featuring the baby and made in tyo this was produced by smoko ono and Chance the Rapper. You gotta give it to him. The name is not bad. This might be the best song on the album. Um, whoa. It, hey, I know. 
I was. I thought that was a little strong too. For it to be the best song, I, might I don't be the best. But it, I do like the song. Okay. I said might, but I said might in front of it. I get you. I get might you. be the best song on the album. I was, I was feeling it, but I also noted that it's sad that his featured artists have been better than him so far. Dave, was we'll start with you, man. Hot shower. Was it hot enough for you? I mean, you gotta throw my note. I was thinking the same thing. Like the 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 features so far have kind of they shine on all the tracks, and he's kind of playing a back role. I don't know if he did that intentionally because it happens throughout the album. But yeah, legend consistently. To Death Cab for Cutie, to to even now, like you got you got um, who's on here? The baby and and uh, I don't know the other cat, but they made it too uh, well. Uber everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they, I mean, them on this beat work. Like everybody yes. on this song worked. It's a yes. dope track. Yes. Finally, good to kind of hear him in his bag. Yes, this, 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 it felt like okay, we're picking up. If this, this, you know, I, I don't know where we're going because I don't know what happened the first three tracks, but it feels like we're picking up. Okay, Reggie, we'll swing it to you, man. Hot shower. Did you just get all wet, or I mean, was I don't know? Oh. Too much. Sorry. Yeah, that was a bit much. <laughs> I'm working on my lead-ins, man. I'm working on them. I'm going to need you to dial it back on that one, man. Uh, yeah. uh, hot shower. Uh, you know what? I like this song, though. I think this is what people, because this was a single, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think so. So I think people were, like, thinking that the album was going to be similar mm-hmm. to this yeah. or something like it. Uh, to a certain degree, so I was digging the song. I'm digging the features. I'm a fan of actually both other guys uh, in terms of the baby and uh, Made in Tiwao. I, I enjoy both of them. Um, and you know what, though, in terms of what you were saying earlier, uh, both of you guys, I believe he does play a backseat to his features. I think I, I think he's done that. And several occasions, not just on this album, but previous albums. And again, like I think he like enjoys kind of being like this ditty to mm-hmm. like music. You know what I'm saying? Like he kind of like curator. I don't know nah. if that's the right term. The type of conductor. Yeah, a maestro. Yeah, because I think like that's what that's where he tries to be and does. And on this track, like I said, I think he he does well. If that was his aim and all, that was his goal. It was met on this. Um, I enjoyed his track, and that's 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 an interesting thought. I never thought about that but until I look. I, I'm thinking back to, you know, just doing doing the research. He has a ton of production credits on this album. That makes sense. You know, he he probably he probably does relish in the fact that I was able to get these artists together, and I okay, I need to put a verse on it, but I don't need to compete with them. I just, you know, I'm going to just be on it just for just for that. But I'm going to have them, you know, I'm going to leave them room to to do something with it. That's an interesting thought, man. Um, Man, I I never even thought about that. Uh, Track five, We Go High, produced by six people. And this was featuring, I've, I've noted that it's featuring a guy named Mike Servant. Um, he's an ex-gang member, and uh, he he became a little famous for this internet meme where he's he's pop locking and he's talking about this uh, armor of God uh, sermon. Oh, the, the Mexican dude. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
I thought that mess was hilarious when I first saw it. Um, <laughs> the music in the background is just, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's, it's pretty funny. Um, so, honestly, dude, th- those are the only notes I have on the song. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Um, Reggie, we'll start with you, man. We go high. Anything? No. Um, I don't know what he was going for on it. I don't even remember that guy. It's right at the beginning when he's like, "We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord." Okay. And he, he's like I in the in that. the meme. He's pop locking while he's saying it. It's really not much to the song. Dave, we go high. Um, <clears throat> tell me something. Uh, I, I, <laughs> you know what? I, I I didn't like the song, but I feel like his third verse, and I think he. I was looking at some of the genius notes. He he admitted that his third verse was one of his favorite his verses. Yeah. I felt like that was his best verse. Yeah. But that um that third verse he did he went on a little run, like with the you God, and then he was like uh, throw up the ooh, like you God. They prop they prop up stones and try to make a new God. Like he he went on this run, man. On that last verse, that was kind of dope. I give him props for that that last uh that last verse he put on it. But the rest of the song is is, is forgettable. Yeah. Track six, I got you, always and forever. This was produced by nine people. This and this track had like an early '90s feel. Um, I'm assuming that's what he was going for. I thought uh, Ari Lennox was a standout. You'll hear that a lot. A featured artist on his song was a standout. The hook was re- it got repetitive and it just lacked creativity, but the song was upbeat. So. I start with you on this one, Dave. I got you always and forever. Uh, what'd you think about it? Um, it's like you said, man. It, it was a good change of pace. Like I felt like the, the upper tempo helped the track a lot. Uh, he's like putting me to sleep in his album with these slow songs, and then and even the subject matter is kind of heavy. Like the last song was, you know what I mean? It's about him and his girl and broke up and blah blah blah. Yeah. Which is it's it's kind of repetitive. Even this one. Is still talking about um, uh, people trying to get him advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's 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 getting redundant at this point. But the features on this song, and I guess the beat, make it palatable. It's just sad. I, man. I thought it. I thought it was okay. Uh, Reggie, we'll swing it to you, man. I got you, always and forever. What'd you think? I like this song. Um, I thought it was okay. I just didn't like. I don't know. I'm, I'm, again, I, I just thought that the subject matter is starting to get a little bit repetitive. So yeah. that was the only thing that I can remember off this. Like he's still talking about the same thing. It's just hard to kind of like continue to follow and, and even want to listen at this point. And we six, we, we six tracks, we six tracks in, in, man, so, right in front yeah, of a it skit. Just, it, it, it's like I don't want to. I don't want to like really care to listen to it anymore at this point. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you a play by play of of of, of 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 him actually reviewing it. We appreciate that, man. Um, I can't do nothing but agree with you because I'm wondering where are we going. And then track seven comes up, the photo ops skit with John Witherspoon, and he's taking pictures of people fighting. And all I could think was, man, this dude is old. Um, he sounds old. He sounds really old, man. Ah, oh, this this was tough. I'm not, I, and I don't understand why this was here. So if nobody has any 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 other thoughts on it, we'll move on to track eight. Uh, 
Nothing? Okay, track eight, Rue, featuring Coco Rossi and Taylor Bennett. This was produced by five people. Um, In my notes, I have uh, a four-letter word, whack. Not sure what the idea was with this. Yeah, I understand the song is about his brother and their relationship, but I just wasn't feeling it. Um, Reggie, we'll start with you, man. Rue, uh, what'd you think? Um, I actually like this song too. Um, actually, um, mm. I thought this was pretty decent. Um, I actually like the feature though more so than anything. His uh, brother or the or well, the artist or the singer? I mean, I like. Well, I actually like both, but I like his brother. Like, okay. It, it, I mean, like to me, his his brother slow wasn't like gimmicky. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I think like Chance. I, I think that's what makes him unique. But sometimes, depending on the beat or the music, like it kind of can sound kind of forced corny. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it can sound corny. Yeah, I guess that's a better word to describe it. So, with that being said, like I enjoy, you know what I'm saying, like a fresher, you know, uh, aspect of perspective. Flowing side on this from... I mean, on this, yeah, perspective on this track. So, yeah. that's what I liked about this song. To me, I think this is one of the stronger. Songs on the album, I could be wrong. As we go down, I guess I'll I mean, uh, kind of re, uh, yeah. uh, jog my memory a little bit. But I thought this was a, one of the stronger uh, tracks as well on this album. That's that's fair. That's your that's your opinion. Um, we're swinging today on this one. Uh, Rue, what'd you think, man? It was a mediocre track. I, I really like. He got this run at the at the end of his first verse that was that I felt like was kind of dope. Like apart from that. It's, it's like I said, the features are cool, but it wasn't my favorite song. The features are better than him all throughout this thing. Track nine, The Big Day. And if you want a buzz kill, just pop this song. This is featuring Francis and the Lights, produced by six people. It's a song about his wedding day and how happy he is to get married. Why is this on the album? No clue. No clue whatsoever. You know why it's on that. That's what the album is about, man. Okay, that's it's cool. The title track. That's uh, he shouldn't have titled it then. He should have called it the wedding song. Like this is stupid. I don't understand why why he's putting us through this, man. Like it's not fair. None of none of this is fair, dude. Um, he it's it's got this stupid part in the song where he in the lyrics he talks he talks about going crazy and then he actually like goes crazy lyrically not crazy as in yo this is dope like this lit no crazy as in what's wrong with this and then like did somebody come over here and like take his cookies or something like I, I don't understand man i was not sure of the significance of that insertion into the song it, it's it's dumb it makes no sense Oh, you talking about when he started just screaming? Yeah, just just black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, come on, man. (laughs) You you've been hanging around Kanye too long, man. You probably caught him in (laughs) caught him one of them things, and you got inspired. Like, yo, I need to put this on the track. No, man, don't 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 blaspheme, man. Don't put that on Ye like that, man. And then and then if Ye would have did it, it would have been way better than this. I, okay. Like, cause, cause now you have screened up the tracks and it, and it was better than this. So. Okay, I I'll agree with you on that one, but but that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the the master and the student, y'all ain't gonna never match up. 
All right. Let, let, let Ye do that. That's his thing. You do something else. Like, whatever, man. I, Reggie, we'll go to you, man. Since you uh, since you enjoyed the big day. What you what you think, man? Break it down for us. I did not enjoy the big day uh, whatsoever. Uh, this actually, uh, glad that I was not even there at the big day. Uh, like this, I don't know, like, I I didn't get to, like, so again, so, I mean, we talking about the album, you got a song like Hot Shower with Lil, Lil uh, the Baby. With the Baby, yeah. And, yeah. And it's like, so you got that, and then, like, how do you go, like, a couple songs later, and then you get this? Like, it's singing in it. Um, he's screaming in it. Like, it's so much. It's, like, all over the place. Like, so I'm confused. Like, again, this is, what, what track, how many tracks we in? This? this is track nine. Yeah. So this is nine. So we nine tracks in, and I really only truly enjoy one, one song. Yeah, yeah. One and a half. <laughs> It was bad, man. That that screaming was like so acoustically unpleasant. You call it what you want. That mess was terrible. Like I, I, what what would give you the thought to even do that? You know what, Dave? Let's, let's move this along, man. The big day, because I don't want to talk about it no more. Uh, what do you think? I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's getting redundant. It's like I said, man. It, 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 the track is all over the place. They're screaming. He's singing, uh, the the tempo, everything. Nothing in the song is fluid or, or or likable. I feel like most of this album was for him. Like it, I don't yeah, even think this for nobody was for else. like the public's consumption. You know what I mean? Like these feel like songs he could have put on the mixtape and gave them at, gave them out at the family reunion. Dude, he, at the family reunion, <laughs> he should he's these should be on the unreleased tracks album. Like this 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 should have never seen the light of day. The, no, the, yeah, track 10. Let's go on the run featuring Knox Fortune, produced by seven people. I was not feeling this at all. This should have been on somebody else's album. And I have a special note, and Knox Fortune blows. So we'll swing it to you, Dave. We'll start with you, man. Um, Let's go on the run. I mean, where are we going? I didn't hate it, man. Really? I kind of I kinda like the keys on it. Um, the tempo, it was it was a good palate cleanser coming after the big day. I probably wouldn't have liked it if it was somewhere else on the album, but after listening to Big Day and then hearing this, it worked, and I I I, I liked it, man. I thought it was fine. You got the, the the little keys and the hand claps. I thought it was a it, it was it was a listenable track, but I feel like he's setting the bar so low. I'm <laughs> I'm starting to lower my expectations at this point. I don't know, but I like the track. Reggie. Back me up, man. Uh, let's um, go on a run. What you think? I, I wasn't mad at the track. I, I I didn't I didn't like I liked the tempo too. Um, it sounded real like uh, sounded like I don't maybe CeeLo ish. Mm mm yeah yeah in yeah. In terms of like the beat and like that that experimental kind of like vibe to it, but he didn't execute it like CeeLo would. So it was no. it was a mix. Um, but Again, I enjoyed the, the production of it. Um, so hmm. this will go into you know half likable track. Mm. Let me ask I'm you this: two songs so far. That 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 CeeLo 
the CeeLo addition is a is an interesting point. Um, if CeeLo was on it, would it, would would, it ha- would you have liked the track better? Yes, mostly probably because CeeLo would have gave him some direction mm-hmm. in how to execute. It. I can see that. It's just unfortunate, man. I, I'm surprised he. I don't know if he thought about that, but he should have. Like, listen to this track eleven, handsome. Let's get nasty, featuring uh, Megan The Stallion. This is produced by five different people. Um, Megan is the best part of the song. She saves it, in my opinion. Uh, the, <laughs> I also noted that the beats um, are beginning to sound repetitive and similar, and nothing is really like hype. Um, so. We'll start with you, Reggie. What do you think about Handsome? Uh, how many people produce this? Five different people. And, and was he one of them? I believe so. This track, I enjoyed the beat. Um, yes. I didn't think he executed well on it, but I did ag- agree again that Megan, the stallion, uh, did a thing on it. It was like more to her speed. Um... I don't know, man. It just seems like sometimes, and it's crazy because I'm 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 actually a fan of Chance. Like I know he can get busy, mm-hmm. or at least he showed in the past that he can get busy on on a track or actually have like some Skills. some lyrical content, some yeah. bars. And right. so when I hear this, like man, I you know it's like you kind of almost expect him to kind of go in on it, and it's, it's like he playing around with it. So. It was just a fail for me, man. I, I just, just glad, you know, man, getting featured on it. That's all. Dude, you sound so disappointed, man. I Damn. am, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, the only way this can, like, be redeemed is if they do a video and she was in the video. Yes, sir. Uh, uh. Oh, man, that's on wax. Uh, Trek, I mean, uh, Dave, we're swinging to you, man. <laughs> what did you think of Handsome? Uh, absolutely nothing. Um, it, it's a skippable track, to be honest with you. Uh, like you said, once again, he gets shine, outshined by his feature. Uh, you know, I don't really have nothing else to add without being redundant. Track 12, Big Fish, featuring Gucci Mane. This was produced by Chance the Rapper, Trap Money Benny. I'm sorry, Trap Money Benny. And a well-known producer by the name of Timbaland. <laughs> This the rock that gave pride to a man cub. I'm so disappointed. First off, if you get a beat from Timbaland, get something better than this. I'm not saying that this is bad, but if it's a beat from Timbaland, from Timbaland, you need something to just like at this point, blow, blow us away. And this was like one of his garbage beats, not garbage beats, but one of his beats. He's just like, I was just working on this while, you know, like I had a minute just putting some sounds together. And I could see Chance in the studio like, yeah, give me that. How how, how much is that? Well, I mean, I I just give you this one, man. This this is, yeah, I take it. I take it. Like, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's trying to save some money. And he's just like, you know, just just play me what you don't play nobody else. Play me what you don't even want to play. I'll take that one. Like this was this was and then the bars on it, man. Soft candy bars. Like I don't I don't understand. Um I thought the message the, don't get me wrong and this is going to sound odd. The message was interesting because 
basically he was accusing music executives of promoting one way of life while living a different way of life, like having families and celebrating holidays and things like that. But promoting this single, independent, you don't need anybody kind of lifestyle. I thought that that was very interesting. So I swing it to you, Dave, first on this one. Big Fish. Um, what what do you think? When you were saying that, uh, about that Timberland beat, I thought about uh, that Ryan Fest track where he said, this is just an old beat he had laying around. I was like, I, I would have never guessed Timberland, man. But uh, <laughs> I, I like, I, I felt like this this beat was tailored for Gucci. Uh, mm. He wrote this beat better than Chance did. Not saying it was a great beat, because now, now, now you got a song for an artist that don't fit the vibe of your your album you know what i mean like it's it's a weird placement for the song like this song came out of nowhere and it don't sound like nothing else on the album and then it's like you said you got an interesting subject matter but it's not really executed well you know um yeah it's uh it's 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 another skippable track yeah it's it there's no replayability on this um reggie we'll go to you man again i just feel like he picked or chose this beat so that Gucci can rap on it. Right. That's what it sounds like. That's crazy. Because Gucci fit this beat. Like, it was a Gucci beat. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. He chose this beat for Gucci. Like, he was like, you know what? This beat would be dope if Gucci was on it. And he just rammed on it. Right. That's what it sounded like. Now, mind you, like, I mean, he was putting some bars together. I mean, he was sounding okay on it, but... I don't know, like, it's just, it's like something missing about it. Like, I don't know, like, even the fact that he titled it Big Fish, like, I don't know. Like, it just didn't seem like it fit, like, the subject matter that he was talking about. Yeah. Like, it seemed like it could have been a little bit more gangster than what it was, especially when you got one of the most gangsterous rappers of our time, Gucci, who didn't, you know what I'm saying, he didn't kill the dude, went to prison. For killing the dude, beat a murder charge. Like, who more gangster than Gucci to be on something talking about someone fake gangster? And like, you wasn't gangster yourself on it. Like, I don't know, man. It's just again, it's just frustrating. I dude, I, I <laughs> let out your frustrations, man. I I agree with you hundred percent. It was this was a letdown. <laughs> this is yeah, like, a... I mean, he he's from Chicago. You talking about the home of most likely gangsters? You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like he could have came harder on it in a different way and still brung across the home, you know, uh, the point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it seemed like he was doing more, you know, conducting and placing people on the beat that it fits than him actually, like, fitting his album for him and making it for him or for his fans, you know. I agree with you, especially when you look at 22 tracks total. You know that's overkill. In this day and age, 22 tracks is overkill, man. We we reviewed Pusha T's album, seven tracks, solid. No skits, no nothing crazy. Just give me the music, man. Give me your best. This this is just, this, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, this is like, I, I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't know what else to say about it, man. Um, and, and then when you move on to track track 13, Ballin' Flossin' featuring Shawn Mendes, when you look at the notes, 
It says that Sean Mendez, they weren't even supposed to be. Sean Mendez, he, he had no business being on this track. It just happened. It just naturally happened. So what do you mean it just happened? You saw this guy at a pool party? This makes no sense to me. It was produced by eight people, which I'm not understanding why, why all of these songs are produced by more than two people. Like, they're not even groups of people. These are individual people. And and it doesn't make any sense that, that okay, yes, the energy picks up with this track. He uses the Brandy I Want to Be Down sample, right, throughout the track. But then he has a lyric in there. He goes on a little peanut butter jelly rant. Like, oh, it's just... Okay, so yeah, Reggie, huh? we'll uh, we'll sweet to you, man. Uh, ball and flossing. What did you think? Again, man. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, who's it's it's me or is it's Reggie? We'll go to Reggie. I know Dave ready to go. So yeah, I think we all can agree that again, this track was not for him. It was like he made the beat, or he had this locked in the basement somewhere, or off to the side because they created it. And then he saw Sean Mendez at a pool party and was like, yo, I got this track for you. And he sung on it. And Sean Mendez actually sounds good on it. Yes. Like, it should have just been a Sean Mendez song. Like, <laughs> and maybe, and maybe he, uh, Chance was on the hook. Should have been You featured. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, or feature. Like, it should have just been, Chance should be DJ Khaled. That's, that's the way it should be. Oh, my Dang. God. That's, that's... <laughs> Dang, dude. I mean, he, should be, show, he should be DJ Khaled, man. Like, he has that's a... where I think his gift is at. Huh. That's because interesting. Because he's picking awesome tracks for these people to be featured on. Yeah, because he's got a lyric. I don't, know, I don't know if it's on this song or if we if it's a song that we haven't came to yet, but he's got a lyric where he's bigging up DJ Khaled for how he does things. Um, Dave, we'll go to you, man. Ball and flossing. What you think? It, you know what he did, man? He suckered me in again <laughs> with these whack songs or the low tempo and then he throw something, he'll splash one in there like this with, with an upbeat mm-hmm. sound and it's like, oh my God. You know what I mean? It's like, man, this is it's so refreshing to hear but it's, again, like, he gets outshined again by his feature and I, at this point, I'm starting to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I kind of figured it out early. But yeah. at this point, it's like y'all said. Like, he's, he's, it feels like he's picking these beats for other people. Yeah. Because it ain't for him. Because the, the, the tempo, the sound, nothing about this song screams chance. And he struggles on it. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a little run. One of the verses that, that retro ride, Marty McFly. You know what I mean? Like, that, he rides that beat kind of well. But then, that's it. Like, he goes back to Sean Mendez. Like, all right, I'm going to get this back to you. <laughs> Let me just throw this in there and get out of here. Yeah, I, it's, it was. It, I felt like it was lazy writing by him. Um, maybe, maybe he put all his effort into production and getting the people together. Maybe he was too tired to to really bring the lyrics. But this, this is uh, this is doo doo. Track fourteen, four quarters in the black, which is a. This, I don't understand this, man. This is a skit, right, with Keith David, and he's reprising. His role as John Garnett from ATL. He's at a party or something, and he's he's doing a toast to Chance, and he's telling him how to be successful. And like this, I, I don't under I don't understand Skip this. Skip it. 
I don't understand it, man. Track 15. Then he goes to track 15. Five-year plan featuring Randy Newman? Listen, listen. You got a friend in me? I got to get this off my chest. This, this might be the worst song in Stanford's catalog. And, and, and I was trying to think of a worse song than this. Like, it, it was a bad song. And then Randy Newman came in. Dude, I, I, I turned my radio off. I, I couldn't believe. I was like, what? What is this, man? Like, what are you doing? Where was he at? Does he owe Randy Newman money or something? Dude, he saw Randy Newman at a book signing, man. I I don't Ooh, I don't Randy know what else Newman to tell found, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, man. Bro, Randy Newman sound like he's 150 years old, man. Dude. It's oh my god, nothing sonically works on this song. Like the the engineers, everybody in the studio at the time that this was made should be ashamed of themselves. And then they had the nerve to put this mess on an actual album. Unforgivable. Track 15, too. Yeah, yeah. Something else, man. Uh, Reggie, we'll go to you, man. Five-year plan. Was it dope? No, I, you know what? This is when I, when, I, when I saw, when I heard this song, this is when I realized that, like, Chance is in a place where, like, his audience is clearly not. Like, he's in, like, he's feeling too good. Yes. Or, you know, he's making too much money. It's something. Yeah. Because, he in Disneyland, man. Like, there's no way that he can connect on a level that what his audience is at. Like, I don't know how old Chance is, but, like, the people that his age, first of all, is not too successful. So they're not even thinking about a five-year plan. That's true. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even talking about the terribleness of the music and the and the feature <laughs> and all that stuff. Like, we're just talking about... Relatability. The of the album or yeah. the actual track. Like, you... you like, you can't, you know what I'm saying, connect. Like, this is for people who got two parents. And that's a that's, that's rarity <laughs> amongst the black community, man. Like, this this song was not for anybody but himself. Like, and, and that's what it's starting to become. Like, it's starting to like he made this album so that he can listen to it and, and enjoy it. It's not for nobody else. Like, he made this music completely for himself, and he's a fan of it. Uh, that's all I got, man. Like, I was, I'm just, you know, we, it was just so terrible, man. We we appreciate your thoughts on it, man. Um, all right, okay. let's let's just finish this up. Track 16, "Get a Bag" featuring Cowboy, C A L Boy, Cowboy. Um, this is produced by four different people. Um, the song is all about getting money for themselves and for their significant other. Um, and then they discuss their addiction to various drugs. This is whack. The end. Uh, Reggie, we'll go to you, man. Um, what did you, what'd you think about Get a Bag? Man? Uh, I actually like the, the Cowboy. Um... Again, I mean, like, you know, it's real repetitive what we've been saying. Like, he just made these tracks for the features. Um, the dude Cowboy is mostly, uh, he's famous for uh, the song Envy Me. Uh, it's a popular radio hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of it right now. It's, uh, you know, make the audience uh, play to them. But you can look it up. 
Um, <laughs> but with that being said, like that's that's I mean that's all I got out of it. Like it was just a terrible track, terrible song. I think he was just really just showing some hometown love, and that was all I got out of it. Dave. I, I could have sworn the song was early on the album. It, it sounds so familiar. <laughs> it sounds it sounds just like a song from earlier. Yes. Like he tricked us, man. Like he just retitled <laughs> it and put it later on in the song. Like, we need twenty two. Call that one, get it back. Like he, he <laughs> made the song same track. Like it, 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 it sounds too similar, man. From the beat to the to the hook, like everything about it. Just like I said, you can move on. There's nothing hype. Like I'm ready to get hype. There's nothing hype. Track 17, man. Slide around featuring Lil Dirt and Nicki Minaj. This was produced by Nate Fox, Chance, and Pierre Bourne. Nicki is better than Chance on this one, easily. Honestly, Nicki and Lil Dirt are better than Chance on this one. They make the song even if. The, like they make it just decent. Mm. Dave, we'll swing it to you, man. Slide around. Feature a little Dirk and Nicki Minaj. What you think? I feel like we're getting repetitive. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say what you said. The features carry the song, man. It's, if you cut chance out, the song might be better. <clears throat> That's sad, dude. Reggie, we'll go to you, man. Slide around. What you think? Same thing? Yeah, at this point, I'm just I'm just saying ditto. <laughs> like, because there's nothing else to be said, man. There's nothing else to be said. Track 18, Sun Come Down. This was produced by 10 people. Um, This track made me sleepy. Uh, it was way too early in the album for this track. This should have closed the album. I mean, I understood the, the, the content, but this should have closed the album. Sun Come Down. <laughs> Sun Come Down. They're literally making you sleepy. Uh, what'd you think? <laughs> I felt like uh, this was one of the better songs that he made. Despite the overproduction with all these producers on it, I felt like, like you said, this would have been a perfect outro. A better song? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. A better song, yeah. But as far as him, just just Chance rapping and doing his thing, I felt like this song was him. You know what I mean? Like this, this, this seemed like a song in his lane, like he made for himself. But it was so slow, like, despite the tempo. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I didn't mind it. I felt like it was badly placed. It would have been a great outro, but I'm trying not. I'm trying to. I was trying to listen to this album and give it a fair shake. And this song, I, 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 I didn't hate this song. Like this sounded like a chance song. Yeah, I, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Reggie, Sun Come Down, what do you think? Yeah. I I agree, man. I thought this, this should have been an outro song. I felt like this was a song that was more for him. Um, I mean, that, I mean that's pretty much it. I mean, he he, 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 he did seem over, overall it was more <clears throat> his style, his approach was better on it, but... Again, man, it's just it's just, you know, overall disappointment, man. It just seemed like he just just missed a beat with it. Yeah. Track nineteen. Found a good one. Single No More. Featuring Murder Beats and SWV. This was also produced by ten different people. And this song is about being happy to be married to his wife. It had a house beat type feel. 
And I'm not sure why he felt the need to have SWV on here. I'm lost. Dave. Hey, man, he's just helping them out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. That's that. We in the business of just helping people out. Okay, when you got to make nah, an album. I mean, again, this, this, another, this is another one of his family reunion tracks. Like, this, 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 is, this is for him and his old lady. It's, it's not appealing, and I'm pretty sure I've heard this beat somewhere else <laughs> in these 22 songs, but I can't. I can't pinpoint it right now, but it's, it's, I didn't want to go back and listen to the album no more. I, I'm so like delirious. Like what? What track are we on? And, and just, it's track two. track nineteen, man. We got three more you know, after this. But you it's know, this sounded like this sounded like his rendition of Missy Elliott song. Like, hmm. I, and then it, it sounded like real. I mean, it sounded like something that a girl would 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 make. Like, I'm not single no more. Like, I mean, yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? If you chose the right marriage mate, you know what I'm saying? You happy about it. But I don't hear too many dudes like. I mean, he, you know, he beating that they not single no more. He beating us over you know the head with this theme, man. Beating us over the head. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm starting to think that he cheated on his wife. And in order to get back in good grades, or or something <laughs> happened. I was thinking about that. I, honestly, I was thinking about that. Something happened, and she was this like, "You know what? I'm done. I'm yeah, done. Like, you, in a house, my dude. you, you better like, make this whole album one. about me." Yeah, I don't care if this if this ruins my career. This is it. I could believe that, man. Dude, I, I've never seen anybody go this hard with this kind of un. Not unpopular theme, but something that, come on, man, you make us. Jay Z ain't even did this, and Jay Z sat there. And, <clears throat> we gonna get into that. Track twenty, "Town on the Hill," is produced by Chance, Francis, Farewell, Starlight, and uh, Peter Cottontail. Super slow. Nah, not the rabbit. Super slow, whack, and it's again another song for his wife. And his daughter. This could have all been kept for personal use or placed on his unreleased tracks album. And I have the letter B with about ten uh, O's behind it and a and a strong exclamation point. <laughs> Boo this man! Boo this man! <laughs> Dude, if y'all, I don't want to be repetitive. If you if you don't have anything on this, we can move on. I I don't want to hear Chance singing. Like he can do it sporadically in some of his songs, but not not like he John Legend. He he could throw this one away. No, no, no. Track twenty one, our house skit. Um, he's in a house. The the kids are running. Some old lady is on the phone. She sees a little girl because the, the other kids then ran away and left her. And she's talking to her. And then she's talking about how she's just happy, <clears throat> how happy she is that now she gets to have her toys all in one place. And it's Trash. it's it's Cree Summer from Rugrats. Trash. Yeah, I don't, I don't even understand like, who has a skit a track before the last song. Dude. Dude, not like who? What? Who does that? And then he like, go- okay. Let's just say let's just say this was a good album. Like 
why would you throw a, a, a skit to throw the flow off of your last song? Like, because he had poorly played. <laughs> he had to get this out, man. It was bothering him. Where's that skit? Can't find this mess. Put it where you gonna put it? Put it before the Nikki track. Like it's it's just moving on. Track twenty two, Zanies and Fools. We almost there, fellas. Uh, this is featuring Nicki Minaj. It's produced by seven people. Nicki Minaj again is the best part of this song. And I note that it is frustrating to go through this entire album and only get legitimately hyped once. Once. Reggie, we'll start with you, man. Zanies and Fools. What'd you I think? actually like this song. Yeah, I actually like this song. Um, to me, he didn't outshine the feature. Don't get me wrong, Nicki did a thing on this, but I, I actually thought he held his own with Nicki being on the feature. Mm, okay. But it's like, again, like this is what this and the high shower should have been the only two songs on the whole album. <laughs> A two-track <laughs> album? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Throw maybe like, throw maybe what? Slide around. Five more songs about yeah, I mean, there's some and others. Then, it could have been a, a seven-track album like uh, Kanye did. Like, But, I mean, I'm, I mean... I I don't know what to say, man. Like this was a nice track. The beat he rolled the beat good in terms of him flowing. He was spitting on it. Nikki did her thing. What oh, God, man? Some of the sampling, you know what I'm saying? Like it was kind of gospelly a little bit, but I mean I can overlook that because they were doing their thing with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm. Yeah, I, like I said, the song was decent, but we had track 22, man. I mean, come on, dude. This don't even feel like an outro. It feels like it's a song that should have been earlier in the album. I, honestly, I would have made this now like... That, I agree. I would have made this like track three or track four. Um, it should have... I agree. You could have snuck that in there right with the, the high shower. Yes. And it would have been, been a dope. Yeah. A dope now, see, that's placement right there. That, that would have worked. This this yeah. doesn't work for me at all. This is all over the place. Um, Dave, finish this off, man. Um, track twenty two, Zanies and Fools. What you think? Um, it was decent. Uh, I felt like kind of what Reggie was saying. Like it, it, it felt like a good blend. Like he actually wanted to be on this song, <laughs> right? Or, or, or maybe maybe or he his, was the only one on the song and to and start, and then he found Nikki. Like, yo, <laughs> did you give me another another hot sixteen on the back right. end of here? Yeah, like he's still in the studio from the last track. I mean, I got another song to talk about. But yeah, just this song felt like it felt like him. Yeah, like an actual chance song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, we're done. Let's move on. Um, uh, real quick, fellas, you know what we do: best track, worst track, and then we give our final rating. So, best track on the album, and we'll start with Reggie. I'm going to honestly say, like, the, probably the best track was High Shower. Uh, the worst track was, hold on, let me look at this this track listing again, because it's not hard. It's, it's, I, I can really just choose any song. Uh, was it Sun Come Down? Is that the one he's singing on? Yes. That sounded real crazy. It was too slow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song is the worst. Top five. 
and then as far as the album, this album is a three-letter word for uh, but. <laughs> like, <laughs> Booty juice. It is, man. Like, uh, yeah, it's a three-letter word for that. Cause <laughs> what's crazy is I, I like I like my man. You know what I'm saying? Like I rocked with him, but I can't rock with this man. Like this was this was just straight trash. Like it's unacceptable. Like he has to come out with another album, like. In like the next couple of weeks, <laughs> Dang. like, like tell me that this was just like some sick I'm joke. Testing my audience, seeing where y'all at. Like this is like what they call a quality control. Like, <laughs> right. like, <laughs> he just wants to know like, if he man, could do it. This, this was a heat check, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that, like, I know, I know a lot of the. I know a lot of fans, a lot of, uh, what you call it, uh, critics, uh, critics, yeah, was like tearing him a new one. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping he got a little anger in him and he about to come back with some heat and fire and all that good stuff. So we'll see. Man. Just that the content was, was, it was tough to swallow. Uh, Dave, best track, worst track. Uh, best track, man. That's, that's tough, man. I, I'm, I'm not going to be repetitive, so I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Ball and Slauson, Sean Mendez. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I like the vibe on this song. Uh, worst track, by a mile, is Fire Your Plan. Subject matter, the feature, the beat, everything about that song is garbage. Hot garbage. And that's it. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you. Best Randy Newman, oh, man, dude. Best, <laughs> best track of the album. I'm gonna go with Zanies and Fools, man. Um, I can listen to that more than once. Definitely. Uh, worst track on the album. It has to be the Big Day. I, okay, cool. You know. What what I want to know is how did this go over with your wife? Because I know you performed this at your wedding, man, or your wedding reception. What did she think about this when you started yelling like a like a fool, doing that dumb stuff? What what, what was going through her mind, man? Like this 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 was just wild. Like I, you can't even do even if you wanted to play this at a wedding, you couldn't. You couldn't because you know the dude is gonna go crazy. All right, so. Yeah, y'all know the show. Still in this test. Um, now we, we we give you our uh, our ratings for the album. So we'll start with Reggie. Upon further review, um, how would you rate Chance the Rapper's The Big Day? It's, what 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 grade scale am I giving it? I you, mean, what, you you want you one, you one through ten. You you got free reign. Uh, this is uh, whew. If, if this is setting the tone for other album reviews, this got to be a one. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest rating ever, man. Oh, oh. I mean, it got to oh. be because I, I remember last time I made I made a mistake 
and, and something, and it bit me later on. So I can't. My reputation is on the line. This is bad, man. So this is this is a straight one. Wow. 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 Okay. All right. So, Dave, we'll, we'll go to you, man. Um, Upon further review, how did you rate Chance the Rapper's oh, The Big Day? I, uh, I'm going to go, uh, yikes, one. I'm going to go, I'm going to go three. I'll give him, I'll give him credit for taking the chances uh, with some of the features. Yeah. You know what I mean, Gucci and like he went outside his lane. SWV with a with a couple of the features. So I give him props for that. Yeah. And um, in Vogue. Yeah, like I, I give him I give him credit for that. Like he didn't it, it wasn't stagnant, but the subject matter and the lack of listenable music on it is is horrible, especially from his other projects. You know what I mean? Because he's mm-hmm. always kind of out, went outside his lanes with some of his, like if you look at some of the features he's had. He's always kind of done that, but this man, I mean, he swings and misses way too much, and the album's way too long. And and that's and that's basically what I was comparing it with. I mean, you comparing it with the other album, the production, the subject matter, like, dude, this is hard, man. Like, yeah, I mean, his other, other albums are, are, you know, what I mean, they 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 over eight, you know, what I mean, eight, nine, that kind of stuff, like this. Yeah. I, I couldn't give it higher than the three, and I feel like I'm being generous with that three. Yeah, I, I think you are too. Um, now I'm a, <clears throat> upon further review, uh, I would rate Chance the Rapper's The Big Day a two, and I give him a two because I have to give him credit for assembling all of the artists that he was able to assemble. They all brought it, even somebody like uh, Little Dirk. Um, made in TYO, uh, uh, S. Samino, uh, Shaman, Coco, Rosie, Taylor, Bent, his brother, <laughs> his brother was nice on the track. Like uh, the fact that he was able to assemble them, they all brought it to help him make this garbage was impressive. Seeing the final result, unimpressive. I, I got to give you a two, man. And I'm again. I'm I'm being generous because I could do a one, um, but I, I'm just not as, as cold hearted as Reggie, man. So I I, I got to go too. Um, I, mean, I felt like Reggie was pretty fair. <laughs> I wasn't put Randy Newman. Be no, it was fair. You, listen, you put Randy Newman on a track in 2019 on a hip hop track in 2019. You deserve all the fire and all the smoke. Now I'll give you this. What if you put Randy Newman on a track with a Toy Story beat? Like they flipped that trash, made some trap Toy Story track. Then I'd have been like, yo, that would have been kind of clever. Yes. Unfortunately, that's not what happened here. Uh, dug up Randy Newman and put him on the track uh, so that's that's it for our Chance the Rapper Big Day Review um, let, please let us know what you guys think um, we know it's a controversial album but uh, we would like to know uh, what you guys think uh, I want to thank my co-host uh, King Dave and we want to thank our special guest Reggie um, and as always I'm your host G Smith and this has been a Litmus Test Let's go.